Welcome to Consensus, a podcast from Census Technologies. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Consensus podcast episode brought to you by none other than Census Technologies. I'm your host, Gabrielle, and today I'm so happy to be joined today by Barry Fetty Place, Chief Technology Officer at Census, and Susan Isaac, Product Director at Census. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about the future of sterile processing. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Thank you, Barry and Susan, for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So glad to have you on. Well, you know what, before we get started, can we please go through uh, your name, your title, and just what your role is within Census Technologies? Barry, can you start us off? Sure. Uh, my name is Barry Fetaplace. I'm the Chief Technology Officer here at Census, so I'm responsible for all of product development and the overall product direction. Wonderful. And Susan? Uh, hey, everyone. Susan Isaac. I'm the Director of Product, so I'm responsible for uh, all of product management for our entire portfolio of software products. Thank you. So Barry, in your role of Chief Technology Officer, what is your vision for Census in terms of continuous innovation? Sure. Really what we're working on is to just start to pull everything together so we're all heading in the same direction. We want to make sure that we're establishing a well-vetted and robust pipeline of innovative products and features. I say well-vetted because there are times when product development teams can go down a rabbit hole of doing something called speculative development. And that's where they're building features and functions uh, and creating solutions really that are in search of a problem. And in the end, you find out that you wasted a lot of time, money and energy building something that customers really aren't interested in. And you end up going back to the drawing board. So we wanna make sure that everything we do has been thoroughly researched and vetted with our customers, not just vetted internally with our own stakeholders, but really with our customer base and understand that it's something that makes sense to them, that's going to delight them, but is really going to solve problems for them. No, for sure. I mean, you want it to make sense and you do want it to solve problems. So, you know, in creating that well-vetted pipeline, Barry, how does Susan's role fit into that vision? In every product development organization I've worked in that has been successful, it at its heart has had a good, uh, strong product management organization. And that's what we've been working to develop here over the last uh, three or four months. And Susan comes into that with a wealth of uh, background and information on how to really start to establish the processes and procedures that we need to build out this product management organization. So we're excited to have her and we look forward to seeing what she does. Absolutely. So Susan, that's some high praise right there. So you've got uh, your good, strong product management organization and with your background in lean portfolio management, uh, how does that help support the vision for innovation at Census? Yeah, um, I'll start off with explaining what is lean portfolio management. So um, the three words, right? Lean portfolio and management. Um, when we talk about lean, it basically means it's an iterative approach um, that allows us to deliver faster with in smaller increments, which are effective. And portfolio refers to the entire portfolio of product that we have. So every single, uh, whether it's on-premise, on cloud, every single product that we have. Um, so it, and it and in, including hardware, not just software, hardware, software, all of that. So all of that comes under the portfolio and it's how we manage it. So it's basically a set of lean principles that connects strategy to execution. A lot of times companies have great strategy, 
the strategy does not execute very well. We don't deploy it very well. And, and at the end, you get products which don't delight anyone, which create no value for anyone, either for the company or for the customers. So LPM, uh, as Lean Portfolio Management is abbreviated to, enables that a company can connect its strategy um, through inception, development, sustainment, and all the way to retirement of its portfolio in a way that is keeping the customer central and ensuring that everything that we do revolves around the customer. Uh, in my pre previous roles um, in product management, especially at Fluke Electronics, um, I was able to see firsthand how applying LPM enabled us to move away from the waterfall methodology of development where we had um, requirements gathering right at the beginning. We go through development in a silo and then we release it and realize that this is not exactly what adds value to the customer. So um, LPM enables us to ensure that we can solve pain points and bring value in, in the most efficient and productive way for both the customer and for the company. And that's what I'm hoping we can do at Census using LPM. Um, it, that it allows us to create this suite of products uh, through which we can not just delight the customer, but add immense value to them on an everyday basis. The work we do at Census is so critical um, because we ensure quality and also prevent infection in the periop loop. And we want to strive to be that engine and partner for productivity and quality for all our customers. Of course, that's what makes such a strong company. And, you know, with your strong background in LPM, uh, you know, and you have that experience in adding value to uh, the customer experience. So you're probably going to have wonderful insights into this, but what are some problems worth solving and how does customer feedback actually help you understand uh, what POW Census seeks to solve? Yeah, so problems worth solving is some it's, is another part on tool that is part of the uh, LPM tool set. Um, like Barry mentioned earlier, um, speculative development is where you create something you release it, and then you try and find a and then you try and find a problem that it solves. What problems worth solving does is it reverses the process. It ensures that we always start from the customer. We strive to understand what is it that the customer wants at the end of the day, uh, because all innovation, no matter how cool it is, no matter how amazing it looks and you know, sounds and is uh, feels, at the end of the day, it's useful only if it truly provides some value to to the customer. So um, with problems worth solving, we always start with the customer, right? So for example, at Census, what we would do is we would start with understanding what a, what a typical day in an SPD for one of our customers looks like. Uh, what is the workflow? What are the different tasks they perform? What are the different instruments that they use? What are the different scan points they have? Um, what are the different software that they use? It's not just, uh, it's not just um, bound by what Census has, but it's everything, right? What does a typical customer do on a daily basis? Once we understand the entire workflow, this typical day for them, then we try and identify pain points and gaps. What is it that the customer is trying to do but cannot do today? What is it the customer should be doing to improve efficiency? Um, what are the different processes we can speed up or that need to be sped up? Um, so it's value. So PWS is valuable because what this process allows us to do is not just identify pain points or gaps, that exists currently, but it also allows us to understand like, what else, where else, and how else can we add value to our customers. Maybe it's through a product that no one's thought of. Maybe it's through a product that we don't have today. Maybe uh, it's through a process. But what this entire uh, PWS exercise allows us to do is define problems from a customer perspective 
and not from a feature product or a developer perspective, but from a truly business issue, customer perspective. What is it that the customer is trying to do? Absolutely. And as you said, striving to understand what the customer wants at the end of the day is centric to all of this. So uh, you spoke a little bit to this, but is there a specific process that the product development team uses to solve problems? Yeah, so um, problem worth solving always starts with uh, what we call VOC or voice of customer. It's talking to our actual customers, right? It's not talking to product managers. It's not talking to sales. It's not talking to developers, but actually going out and talking to our actual customers. We, uh, what we call going to Gemba is going to the actual site and then understanding what a customer does on a daily basis. Um, once we have mapped out their workflows, their pain points, what we then do is we, okay, we prioritize the pain points based on not just what um, we can deliver, but also on what is the most uh, business critical need for the customer. And once uh, this is done, then that's where the uh, iterative experimentation starts. So you create a beta version of a solution, you give it to the customer and you ask for feedback. Uh, the customer deploys this, uses it for some time, gives feedback. We incorporate the feedback and then go back to the customer. So this happens um, until we are sure and until we are confident that the solution we have proposed is something that is truly valuable and solves the problems that we set out to solve in the first place. Once we are once this happens, then it, then it moves into the development phase where uh, the developers work on creating this. And even this doesn't happen in a vacuum or a silo. Right? Even at this in this process, uh, there is feedback from the customer. What this enables us to do is the, um, when we when we reach that place where we can release the product or a feature or this new cool thing that we've created, we ensure that this is exactly what customers want. This is what customers need. And we're ensuring that everything that we put out is creating value for the customer. So at the end of the day, PWS ensures that we always start from the customer. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, taking uh, the process of taking that feedback and developing that into something that the customer actually has value and, and recognizes that value is incredibly important. So that process is wonderful for that purpose. And, you know, Barry, I'd love to loop you back into the conversation because uh, we'd like to know what kind of innovative solutions that you think will come into play in the not so distant future for census. Sure. As, as Susan said, you know, we've had a lot of VOC conversations over the past six months with customers, understanding what the problems we're solving are and iterating on that. Um, you know, if you look back across the past two plus years of the pandemic, uh, customers and companies inside and outside the perioperative loop have been forced to do more with less. So understanding how they can really maximize their productivity based on how they're running their businesses, how they're running their flows is, is something that we found that customers are really interested in, have a huge appetite for. So one of the best ways to do that is really to understand the data um, and, and make non, uh, non-judgmental types of uh, decisions, you know, trying to do it uh, uh, qualitatively and quantitatively, but based on data. Is, is something that we hear a lot from customers. So being a SaaS-based company, meaning that um, our uh, application runs in the cloud, we have access to all this data. You know, so what do you do with it? Um, and starting to sift through that and help provide meaningful analysis 
is something that I think a lot of customers are looking for. Help us understand what we're doing well. Help us understand what we're not doing so well. What could we do if we're not doing well? How do we do better? You know, so trying to come up with solutions that really highlight those sorts of questions and provide answers are, are things that we're going to be focused on and things that our customers are looking for. So certainly problems we're solving. Uh, some of the other things, you know, certainly along those lines are artificial intelligence, machine learning. You know, we have sister companies within Fortive that build sterilizers uh, and, and washers, you know, and those are all churning out all kinds of uh, data at the machine level that we can take, we can interrogate and uh, draw meaningful conclusions from and share with our customers. One of the other things that's a little further down the road that we're looking into is something called scanless tracking. Right now, our software requires that as, as uh, these instruments move throughout the perioperative loop, there's a human there that's scanning a barcode. So it moves from here to there to there. Uh, and the data that I talked about is only as good as the process and the compliance of scanning those. Uh, customers would love to be able to remove that human element and let people just focus on what it is they're doing, cleaning and sterilizing those instruments. So we certainly would like to provide some sort of a solution somewhere out there in the future that removes that, that human element um, and has the process entirely automated. But there are a lot of hurdles that uh, uh, we need to overcome, you know, potentially working with other vendors. And we're not a hardware company ourselves, so uh, it could be something RFID-based, it could be something wireless-based, uh, but we've got to make sure that, first of all, customers can trust it, uh, that they trust the data being provided, and that they can afford it. You know, A lot of these solutions are still kind of cost prohibitive. So we need to be able to uh, take those hardware and software solutions, marry them together into something that uh, solves a customer problem. Uh, those are certainly things that we're looking into um, uh, in researching. So very cool. Thank you for sharing all of those potential technologies that we hope I, we hope they get to happen. And you know, you you gave us a little bit of a teaser as to what is coming for Census, but uh, you know, Barry, could you give us a teaser into what we can expect to see from Census in terms of new features or solutions in this coming year specifically? Uh, sure, we are we are actively working on some very cool new technology, and I would love to talk about it a little bit further. However, I'd be stealing my own thunder for CTUC 2022, where I'm going to talk about it in detail, and I would love to direct people to attend that session, uh, where I will give them all of the exciting details. You heard it here first, so you got to attend CTUC 2022. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. So that's where you're going to hear all of the, no spoiler alerts here. You're going to get all of that information there. So you got to go there. Awesome. Well, that wraps up the conversation for today. So I want to thank Barry and Susan for coming on the podcast today to talk about the future of sterile processing. If you want to learn more about Census, please visit their website at census.com and check out this podcast wherever it is you get your podcast at. Thank you, Barry and Susan. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Gabrielle.